guys to I think I'm pretty sure it is episode 37 of the Away End. Um, got the usual guests in AB over in Didsbury. Give us a shout, mate. Evening. How are we? All good, sir. All good. I've had six days off straight, so I'm feeling uh, nice and energized. Can't be asked with going back to work. Uh, Jimbo, give us a shout down in London. I didn't know you'd had fucking six days off, mate. Yeah, off, off since last Thursday. Episode 36, not episode 36. Oh, f- uh, welcome. <laughs> Fucking all right. I'll do it in a second so you can put this at the... <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't give a shit. All right. Right. Let's get on them. On with it then. Um, so, uh, people who are regular listeners, which is probably Steve, and that's pretty much it. Maybe your brother. I don't know. Hi, Steve. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um we are no longer going with the match of the day format, as James called it. We are going to pick topics and we're going to have a quick jibber jab around it and just, you know, see what happens and see where we go. Uh, so we've got a little bit of ESL still going on in the background. And then Champions League, obviously, the and Europa League, which is the uh, finals coming up. And a couple of well, Baker's boys, and obviously we're going to have eye on Europe as as per, and uh, well, James's rivals. If we're going to keep the manager or not, after we discussed at length Tottenham's managerial issues last week, so um, we'll jump in. Um, ESL. I read this morning, um, Juve, Barca, and Real are still continuing with their um, European Super League proposal. Apparently, uh, the the Italian FA are now saying that if they have not um, uh, decided their fate or, you know, back down, uh, they will be banned from Syria next season. So, um, boys, what do you think on on this? Jimbo, you're, sh- you're, yeah, you're raving about it. Go on, mate. What do you think? Just love any fucking, I love any form of drama, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything that just brightens up my day. It'd be, it'd be pretty big, wouldn't it, if they got banned from Syria? Syria and, well, and obviously Champions League as well, which then three would be, that would be pretty big, wouldn't it? It looks, it, the way they've been playing, mate, they've been banning themselves from Champions League. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Don't encroach on Iron Europe, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um Although before Baker, just before you come in, I wanted to tell people, which I, they've probably already seen, but there's a gesture of goodwill by the the nine clubs which have uh, come out of it. Thirteen million to kids and grassroots football across Europe, and in my opinion, a pathetic fine of five percent of their Europe uh, UEFA revenues from this season. Like, if you really want to uh, stop these clubs from ever thinking about it again find them 50% or more of their revenue and say, if you do this again, 100% of their revenue, you're getting banned from the Champions League for X amount of years. Something that's, that's, that's like, it's yeah. not attainable with money, dock and points. Dock yeah. and down, send them down the league. I mean, that would be the extreme extreme, wouldn't it? But I mean, that's I just, I think... It. That's what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean Baker, what, what do you think? Go on. In Juventus's case, it's, it's been 15 years since that actually happened to them. During Calciopoli, they were relegated to Serie B. So it's not, they're not strangers for getting, for getting whacked down the league. I don't know. I think, I think half of this is just trying to save face because Agnelli, the chairman of Juventus, just looks like such a dick over the last few weeks. I think he must just try to, try and not feel really pathetic by being like, oh no, it's still happening. It's still happening. You signed a contract. Uh. 
Perez is exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't I can't see it myself. Like I think someone made a point that if they if Juventus kicked out, do you know I'm pro Evo when they can't get the licenses for the right for the names? So it's just like Piemonte Calcio come back in. New <laughs> <laughs> team like slides back in. As, as Jim was saying, I think the contrast of them banging on about the Super League shit and how awful they've been on the pitch this season kind of really doesn't help them. You know what I mean? That argument doesn't, doesn't really have a leg to stand on. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I think whatever they do, I think UEFA should have been harsher. And I really do think that, um, that like you said, that Juve and Real are just trying to save face and just try and seem like it wasn't all an absolute catastrophe, PR catastrophe and just a financial catastrophe, really like it. Really, let's be honest, uh, Real and Barca are struggling for money, aren't they? And well, that's, yeah, that's, that's what, that's their, their kind of, um, their, their approach to this recently has been to get out of the world's smallest violin and talk about how <laughs> this is dooming them financially and all this shit. Whereas, I mean, it probably will impact them worse than it would the British clubs, but that's all that's down to mismanagement it's not I mean you were Barcelona and Real Madrid how on earth you'd lose money in that position I don't really know I know I know Real Madrid are in a bad place at the moment because this week they were linked with Serge Aurier so all I've taken from the last three hours of talking about this on the podcast is that ESL equals bad yes that's a hot take that it's a hot take I think if it's true um, again, let's, let's not dwell on that shit for too long. Um, on to the next uh, big, I think, sort of topic, which which happened this weekend, was uh, the pre-Champions League final, Chelsea versus uh, uh, Man City. But has Tuchel got Pep's number after two games in the FA Cup and now uh, in this game? Like, has he got his number? Is he going to beat him in the Champions League final? What they were worth saying on TalkSport, which I thought was pretty interesting, how... Um, Peppered basically, I think he changed like seven players. So Tuchel probably isn't going to be able to take much from the game, like in preparation for the Champions League, which I thought they both did that a bit, though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think Chelsea changed about four or five. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what do you think, Baker? Do you think Tuchel's got Pep's number? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell at the moment, but it's hard. To, it's hard to tell at the minute. I would say um, three weeks is a long time in football anyway. So I think you can't take too much from this. And as you say, I think it'll be a different, they'll both, play, both be playing different teams. I think the, the, the FA Cup semi-final would, would scare Pep more if I was him. Yeah. Because that's a game that had something riding on it and Chelsea found a way to undo them. I still, I've still just got a feeling that they're going to win it. You know, that City are going to win it. But it's good. I mean, I mean, Tuchel, I, don't, I can't believe how good Tuchel has been really. It's just been, it's been insane. It's the same players that Lampard had and making look shit. Yeah. It, it has been special, hasn't it? I must admit. Go on, Jimbo. I think uh, as a Spurs fan, I'd rather see City win it than Chelsea. But my brain tells me, I think Chelsea can probably nick it, I reckon. Somehow, I think they'll do it. I think the way that they played against Real, mm. and it's, it's difficult at the moment to compare Real and City, but the way they played against Real they just fucking shut them down everywhere across the pitch it was they just smothered the fuck out of them it was incredible um, and I can see them probably doing a similar thing to City but it's one game in it it's 90 minutes who the fuck knows what's going to happen yeah I think 
Yeah, I, I think if if City do win it, it will be the first of the first of the oil clubs to win the Champions League, and I think th- things will change from there on in. You know what I mean? It'll be a watershed moment, I think, for the Champions League. But then so I can't, so I can't hope it doesn't happen. If City win it, Pep might fuck off, and then the league's open again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he he, he does like. He, to be fair, though. To be I, fair, though. Yeah, maybe. I mean, no, I was going to be fair. Abramovich is, is gas and oil. He's yeah, yeah, as bad, be... didn't he? He's in the Champions League as well. I mean, the four the four semi-finalists were fucking PSG, Man City, Chelsea and Real Madrid. It's like, who do you, who do you hate the least, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Do we think that the final should be moved back to, to England, to Wembley? Uh, yes. I, I think... Yes. Okay, good. Yes. I, I was hoping for that. I was, after Turkey's lockdown, it doesn't seem... It seems really silly to to keep it in Turkey, doesn't it? It's. I mean, like, I thought like the benefit of having the having a final in all these mental places when you can allow fans in is kind of just to advertise the game, right? Like when they put the Europa League final in fucking Baku when the, yeah. when, the game, when the game was between two teams from London, and I mean they're doing the same for uh, the Euro- Europa League final. United and Villarreal going to Poland, I think. Poland, yeah, yeah. Hey, fans aren't going to be there. Like you're not going to see benefit from this. And the, know, if any, if anything, both teams have got to go like fucking hundreds of miles east. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm glad. I'm glad there's finally been some common sense on it. And if anything, I think Villa Park should have been given it because it's in the middle of Man of Chelsea and Manchester, isn't it? Um, London it, and Manchester. Be, yeah. That, that, to be fair, that should. Although really, Wembley's you know Wembley's Wembley. You know. One yeah. last thing on this. Sergio Aguero. <laughs> Sergio Aguero. Uh, he's been he's been a patron for City, but oh dear, mate. Oh dear. Anyone who hasn't seen it, Penenka free uh, Penenka penalty by by Aguero and Mendy just stands up and just catches it. And it's an embarrassment, what? isn't it, boys? I was, I mean, I was thinking about in that situation was like Obviously, you're going to be so embarrassed. But what would be bothering me in that situation is that, you know, as soon as the, the keeper collected the ball, the whistle went and he had to go back down the tunnel, <laughs> sit in a fucking changing room with Pep Guardiola. <laughs> oh, mate, he must have been shitting himself getting in there. That packed my pants, mate. I know, I know you corrected yourself, Dan, but now, now I can't stop thinking about someone doing a Penenka free kick and all that. Would be. <laughs> yeah, mate, you try that. Just that bar down. We're trying it, honestly. <laughs> Someone's got to try it. Um, yeah, I do quite like it when that happens, though, because Mendy just looks so fucking angry as well. Because it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the keepers caught you in the act, isn't it? Yeah, there was there was a there was a small debate. I think it's. All fair on a penalty. Do whatever you want. But there was a lot of people saying the Penenkas are a little bit disrespectful. I think if you if you want to try it and you think you can do it, then do it. If you then but then you're in that situation when you get mugged off yourself and you look an idiot if it doesn't come off. Like if you shoot for the king, you better not miss. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's one of them where like I think I'm just as guilty as it as anyone else. It's like it, it completely varies with the player. Because if like if Aguero had done that, I would have gone like, "Oh, that was pretty, you know, pretty ballsy." But if I see like Sergio Ramos or Neymar do, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Fucking twat." <laughs> yeah, you know no. I mean? You know what I mean? So I think I think it depends. It depends if it works. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Just, just uh, go. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Alan, Alan Shearer made a fucking career out of welling at literally every shot he took. <laughs> yeah, he, he had no finesse, mate. It was full on boot behind the ball, and that was it. That was it. Yeah. So, like, as a Newcastle fan, like finesse is not something that comes naturally to me. <laughs> well, mate, this has beautifully segued into this part, which is coming up, mate. Your your boys, come on, Alex. Right, me and James have been waiting for this for the <laughs> official safety call out for your boys relegation is called off mate another season in the prem oh. look at yeah it's <laughs> like what, what's your feelings mate give us give us how you're feeling now like when you when you found out after a Burnley Fulham game what do you think uh yeah I mean yay, it, 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 <laughs> yay! <laughs> another season of fucking clenching the whole time yeah <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see how it goes because I think this is it's all smoke and mirrors with Mike Ashley as usual but he has sued the Premier League over something to do with this takeover bid and he seems to think it's still going on so we'll see if anything happens over the summer because Wait, which takeover bid? Oh, the, the Saudis The Saudis won? Apparently apparently it's still ongoing in the background and has been for <laughs> I thought that was dead in the water about two months ago or longer this, this is this is classic, classic timing. He does it all the time around January and the summer. So the fans can go, oh, the takeover will sort us out. <laughs> Get us a bit of hope up. Have you, turned, have you turned a segment that was supposed to be about you staying up and not getting <laughs> moaning about fucking Mike Ashley? Because uh, happiness is not where I want to be. I don't like it. Um, to be fair, you got to say, that this is as much Fulham fucking up as us getting ourselves out of it. We have done well last few games and that game against Leicester on Friday was just the fucking weirdest game I've ever seen in my life. Mm. But um, Fulham absolutely screwed it, I think. They were the game against Villa about a month ago. They win that, they overtake us. But they let, they let two goals slip in the second half just out of nowhere and then I think they, they never recovered from that, I don't think. That was six games ago, wasn't it? They were saying on a talk sport today, yeah. That six really... games ago and it's, you know, just downhill from there. Scott, I mean, Scotty Parker, I did feel sorry for him. I saw his post-match and he's he's a good character, isn't he? And he does seem, yeah, yeah. He seems committed to the club. He, there was a, a couple of topics basically about how, you know, clubs like this, Fulham, West Brom, teams, uh, teams like that, who, what's their strategy? But with Fulham now, if Scott Parker does stay, I do think they will come back up again. And I think they just, yeah, they need to, they need to stability though, because like I didn't put it in the running order, but they were talking about West Brom 11 times have been relegated from the top flight. And it's like, what is their strategy? Like, what are they doing? Like they, they got rid of Darren Moore when they were fourth in the championship. Like it's craziness. And like, go on Baker. I feel they're, um, West Brom are in a much worse position than Fulham, I think. Yeah. Because, because when you press when you press the big Sam button, you kind of need results. Otherwise, what's the point? You know what I mean? Right. Quick question, mate. Do you reckon they're keeping him? Because there was rumours that yeah, there was rumours that Big Sam was saying he might actually stay at, for for the championship season. Oh, do you reckon he can be asked for the championship? I don't know, mate. West Brom are a bit. Last, of a... last time he was in the championship, I think it was with Bolton, right? And he got him promoted. But that was in two thousand and four, three, or mm. something. And it's championship now has come a long, long, long way since then. Yeah, I don't think he'd survive. Um, talking to managers, uh, Brucey. 
Mate, segue. What, what you say? Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying, mate? What are you saying with with Brucey? Like, because a lot of there was there was a piece with Simon Jordan saying that he basically was getting absolutely berated by Newcastle fans as soon as they they were up. There was uh, they were staying up. Twitter exploded saying Ashley out, and I I fully agree with them. But what is it? Is it Bruce? I know it's Ashley, really. But would you be happy with Bruce staying another season and? We know it's the no, yeah. Okay. No, no, I would, no. And but what's the other options, mate? Now, now you, now you, you're staying up. I want to know what the plan for next season. What you, Alex Baker, as a Newcastle fan, would want them. I mean, for what would I want? Realistically, within obviously keyword. Yeah, obviously, (laughs) obviously, if we're being realistic. And I know you've you said you wouldn't want to support a club if there was a Saudi owner or whatever, but yeah. if Ashley had to stay, who's the manager he gets in? What what's the situation? What would you want to happen? I feel like Ashley has his absolute dream manager in Bruce now, who will do the fuck out of him. Yeah, no, yeah, he'll do he'll do the bare minimum to keep us alive and not never call him out ever. Because I I would genuinely if I if I was Ashley, if I was Ashley, I'd fucking you know. Um, Rafa Benitez is still just chilling in China. He's still in China, and if you could fix the bridges that you burned with Benitez, I'd just get him back. Because we were oh. we were still oh. we were progressing under Benitez. Were you there? Yes, we were. We finished tenth in one of our first seasons back. I mean, we just didn't build well, on that. You're, you're, build on the that. way the way you were playing was no different to what you play like with Brucey. Hey, <laughs> it wasn't. It was it was, it was defensive. It was defensive football. No, like it was defensive, but it had a fucking plan. Bruce doesn't have a plan apart from defend. That's not a plan in itself. May may I saw I I saw a game when Rafa was in charge. You against Arsenal, you played five at the back, four across midfield, and and Solomon Rondon up front. What yeah. was the, the plan then with Rafa? Was what lump it long? It wasn't lump it long. It was play the channels. Oh right, play the channels. Right, I've heard that one. This is this is one of the things. No, no, fair enough. I I I've, I've come back at you, and I've but I know you say well, Brucey, me, the, the stars of football are very similar for Rafa and Brucey. Like I think Rafa, Rafa, it, you always felt way more secure with Rafa's type of football, and the fact that he was off, he was off the pitch, basically calling out Ashley every week, saying, "Look, if we if we actually fucking if you actually properly commit, we mm. could have something. We could have something half decent here." And like Rondon, as you mentioned, was the was the straw. I think that broke the camel's back because he was a fucking. He's like a twenty year. He was a free agent or something stupid, and he refused to shell out any money for him because he was too old. I think what what realistically is going to happen is uh, Bruce is going to stay. Um, one of some Maximan or Wilson will leave, and we will scramble around and probably not buy anyone that much, not spend that much money, and yeah, live to live to fight another day. It's quite. It is. I'm glad we're staying up, obviously, but it is like you kind of do things for what. If you go down, at least you might win some fucking matches. <laughs> yeah. Both times we've been in the championship. I've hated the fact that we were there when we when we were in the championship, but we fucking smashed it both times. It was great. Every every game we were beating, we we're like, "Who we got next?" Barnsley, up, oh, piece of piss. 
Okay, so on, yeah, I know, yeah. On two days after you're safe, you're now like, oh, it might have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I was saying last, was saying last week with the uh, with the Super League. If the top six left, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good, you know. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> nah, to be fair, I I know a Sheffield, I knew a Sheffield United fan at, at uni, and he was buzzing when they're in the Championship, when they're in League One. He was fine. He was like, yeah, we just go around smashing teams. Like, just yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think it is, it is, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think anything will happen with the Saudi takeover, but they're not the only people out there. Mashley might move, who knows? He probably won't, but hey, know, I, 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 can't, I can't see our, our exciting attacking players wanting to stick around and play another season of Brucey Ball. Mm. If you're unless out- what was what was the what was the assistant manager which they brought in, which is which has had you've you've said has changed. Oh, Jones, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, he. I mean, fair play to him. Can, can can he can he have an influence on Brucey over the summer and potentially, you know, obviously, like you were saying, they do need to get better fitness wise, like because he just get gassed if they're trying to play the way they are. But yeah, they get, they, they get gassed, and I think at the minute the, the the strategy is not a bad one, but it's just like we have like quick quick players who are good at dribbling, just pass the ball to them and hope they do something. Yeah, you need you need more. Someone, someone like Sir Maximan, who is I think, who I think is a genuine fucking game changer for any team. Sir Maximan's a fucking baller, and I think everyone he'd make any team better. But I don't. I think he must get sick of the fact that every time they pass him, it's like Shelby gives him a two yard pass and goes, "Oh, off you go then." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. And it's not. And like Wilson's a good player, but he doesn't get much service. Willock's been really good, but Arsenal could probably use him considering he's had more of an impact on the top four than Arsenal have. I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, I can't see people like Willock and like I said, Wilson, Maxima. I, I can't see them wanting to stay, really. I, I think Almiron, Almiron's already come out. I think when I say he, his agent was on like a Paraguayan fucking news service or whatever. And his agent was like, we've already had offers. We don't want to stay because yeah. he's just being asked to do too much. And you want to play, you want to work in a team where everything is geared towards attacking. And I don't think you can be asked being like the one or two, the two, the two or three outlet players we have just be yeah. fucking like seven fucking cloggers, like solid. <laughs> and then a couple of flair players just go off you go, score some goals for us, lads. Thank you. Yeah. Long story short, if you expected me to be happy, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Going from one managerial situation to the next, a lot, a lot of chatter about Arteta getting the chop, getting the sack. And I think it's probably justified now. Like after the display which they put in against Villarreal, I pretty much watched most of that game, the second one, the second leg. And I think it, he got saved by the cup last season, but. I, I, I haven't seen enough for me personally to say where he's going. What do you think, Jumbo? Um, I love having him about, to be honest. I think, <laughs> I think he's been really great for Arsenal this season. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I watched his uh, post-match after the Villarreal game and, and the post-match after their game at um, the weekend. He just seemed a bit fucking like he'd had the life sucked out of him a little bit. I mean, he already looks yeah. like a lifeless action man, doesn't he? But still, like, <laughs> he looked like even more so that he kind of just given up. Um, I don't know with that Arsenal team, man. Like, I feel like he's probably not a bad manager. I think there's a lot going on at that club. Like, we've spoken about this, like, early on in the season, on the podcast. We've spoken about 
how there's really deep rooted issues at Arsenal, I think, and, and, and bad recruitment and players that are very individualistic mm. and kind of mercenaries. Um, and what worries me is we've, I've got, we've got a similar problem on our hands now. I think there's, there's not really a, a strong image of a team there. There's no, if you say, oh, what is Arteta's Arsenal? I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, the results are all over the shop. Sometimes they're bagging goals and then they go on three, four or five game streaks where they can't even score. And, and yeah, I'm not really sure. So you could probably could bin him off and then they'll probably bring someone in and, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's well, the same, same thing. I think, I think the biggest slap in the face is the fact that the fans booed out Unai Emery a season and a half ago now. Record. And yeah. What? Oh, they have a better record under Arteta though, do they? No, they have a better record under Unai Emery. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they booed him out and then, the, then, they, then he's beat him in the, the Europa League semi-final. It's just... It's just a massive slap in the face for, for Arsenal, really. I think. Isn't I, was, I was really happy for him, you know, Emery, because I think a lot of the he got the piss taken out of him a lot for his English being a bit a bit funny. But I mean, he's fucking trying, man. It's better than what most people can say. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and Emery's not a bad manager. For for one thing, Emery's the fucking Europa League whisperer. He was. He's won like fucking three of them already. I think he's yeah. More the fact that he looks like a fucking nonce. He does a bit. <laughs> I was to, like, I think the, the pair of them together, Arteta and um, it look, Arteta and Emery, look like some sort of Spanish James Bond, like. Arteta is the hero. Yeah. Although you're definitely right, he does look dead behind the eyes these days. Does Arteta? I mean, they've yeah. had they've had these these had these issues since Wenger left. Man, this is similar to when Fergie left, and you had you had how many fucking years was it of yeah. ups and downs. Um, yeah. So yeah, I probably would bin him off to be honest, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if nothing changes. Nothing will. Ch- I don't think anything will change. Like, who are they going to no. get in? Who's going to make that bunch of players better? Well, I actually dipped my toe the other night in the uh, Gunners subreddit, and uh, it was uh, uh, Conte thereafter. Conte. Yeah. Why the fuck would Conte leave? <laughs> I know. Title winning. That's that's they're tapped. They are tapped. They are. They are tapped. That is not happening. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a man. Uh, I mean, I mean, Allegri's free. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, he's not going there. No way is he going there. I, I mean, there was. They said a talk of Graham Potter. Nah, Graham Potter's out. Is he? I know. I know. But I. I, I I think Graham Potter would be good for, for the way that they want to try and play Arsenal and Spurs. I do think both of your, your, your teams would benefit from having a manager who wants to play like Potter does. But I don't know. Another question then. Uh, if this, obviously there's a lot of uh, uh, light being shed on the owner situation at all these top six clubs. And there's a lot of chatter about, I've forgotten the gent's name, the, the billionaire and um, and... Uh, Omri, Vieira, and a few other of the old Arsenal heads. Daniel Ek. That's it, that's it. Um, would, what do you think about that? And would that would that change anything for Arteta, do we think? Baker? I listened to, um, I listened to another podcast who had, a, who had a guest on who, as well as being a football journalist, who's quite involved in music. And he was fucking absolutely spitting nails about Daniel Ek. Because apparently Daniel Ek and Spotify have been shafting artists for years 
And that's how he's made all his money. So he was he was really angry. Um, I don't think it would change things, really. It, might, it's, it feels like a PR stunt because takeovers don't usually get played out in the media. That's not how you do it. You know, I mean, you don't write, you don't write a big fucking thing saying, "I am going to take over Arsenal." Watch me. Look at all my, look at all my famous friends. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's actually going to do it. You know what I mean? Mate, I'm just, I'm just a talking head here. I just put the questions out there. I'm just asking. No, what's your opinion, Daniel? Yeah, um, what do you feel? I, uh, I fully agree with Baker. You know, ivory tower every. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I no, I fully agree with Baker. I think I think it doesn't it doesn't normally get played out in the public like that, does it? It does, it's right, you're right. It does seem like a bit of a a PR stunt, really, and just to try and get his name out there probably. I did not know that about his uh, his Spotify connection though. I might have to have a little right, so he, Google of him. He's the guy behind it, and there's a there's quite a lot of contentious and potentially libelous stuff mm. going on between Daniel Eck and the people who who are getting shafted by Spotify. But I mean, the thing is, it's one of those things that you, you put it in perspective. I mean, he runs, he's kind of Mike Ashley then, because Mike Ashley runs a company that fucks people regularly. Yeah. To be honest, but, I, don't but think, we, I don't think you made that amount of money without fucking people. Nah, yeah. you're right. But, I mean, you're if, right. if you're comparing them to, li- to literal, like murderous foreign regimes, and I think it doesn't seem as bad in comparison. It's still, it's still shit, but it's not as shit. <laughs> You know, like, they're, not, they're not actively killing people. Comrade Baker oh. there with the quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> There's the episode. They're not actively killing people. <laughs> um, I haven't got a segue into this, so I'm just going to bring it up. Uh, Champions League and Europa League finals. What do we think, boys? Uh, Man City versus Chelsea and Man United versus Villarreal. Uh, do you want to start off with a prediction for both? What do you think? Jimbo, go first. Unai for the win in the Europa because it's his speciality. And there was a stat I heard the other night that was, what was it? Spanish teams have played English teams 15 times in finals, in European finals, and never lost. 15 times? Really? Yeah. I think that was the stat. Jesus. Um, and then, like we've already spoke about Champions League, I don't know. Fuck knows, man. I actually don't know. I think probably maybe Chelsea could sneak it on like a 1-0 or something, but... Beyond that, I, I honestly don't know. I, I'd struggle to make a prediction for that one. Baker, uh, I think City for City for the Champions League, and I do think do you know what? I do think United will be very real. I do think United will be very real. If only, if only because that the teams that Emery's done with before have been better than the team he's got now. Yeah, but Villarreal, there's in no in no way bad, but I think United just have. Would have a bit too much for him. Kind of, kind of feels like United's last Europa League final against Ajax. Ajax had a good team, but I mean, United can put when United can field like fucking Cavani's on a written bit of a streak. You got Fernandez playing well, yeah. I but think Broom, you just nodded in confirmation of both of those predictions. <laughs> Which <laughs> well, my my prediction would be Man uh, blue and blue and red, mate. It's coming home. Europe is it's, yeah. Man, Man United for trophies in one city, mate. Yeah. Uh, I hate, I hate that that could be the potential for City, but I, I think Pep won't let Tuchel get the better of him three times in one season. I just, I, I think he's got something. He'll have something sly up his up his sleeve. You know what Pep's like. He'll have, obviously, he's already brought out the false nine for the second half of the season, hasn't he? For most of it, but 
I think he's got something up his sleeve, which you'll have seen in that in that FA Cup semi final, which you'll think mm, I can expose that somehow. Like in a couple of couple of months' time in Manchester, it'll be Daniel's just put a nice new Ford Focus. <laughs> bald, better looking neighbour rocks up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I mean, I don't know if we wanna do this, but a lot of uh, pundits are making their predictions for player, young player and manager of the year. Baker, you wanna Can I can I just can I just point out a lot of what people have been saying about um Gary Neville's one that he said on Sky the other day. What, what, what? Team of the week, team of the season was a bit bollocks, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Not having it. Not having it. Yeah. Um, do you, who would you who would you say who would you boys say for for player of the year? I mean, do we want to do it this week or do we want to wait for another couple? I mean, it's pretty much to the point right, let's where do let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think I don't think anything. I mean, like, well, I the only think. thing the only thing that would change my mind is. If if Tuchel won the Champions League and FA Cup, I do genuinely think he'd be Manager of the Year because he's in that like doing that. Coming in from like like we said earlier about Frank with them them players, like it would be really really impressive. Yeah. But anyway, go on. I'd back that. Um, player, player, player of the year in this the Premier League or yeah Premier League yeah yeah. Um, my player of the year is probably a bit of a left field one, but I just fucking love the guy and I love the season he's had and I love the way he plays. But Ilkay Gundogan, I'd probably go player of the year. Uh, young, young player of the year, similar ilk. Yeah, probably go nah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I would agree definitely with with young players. Got to be Foden now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be Foden, I think. I think my, my player of the year would be Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Because he's had such, he's had a trans. I know been, a lot. A lot of people, a lot of people have said that because he's he's transformed that defense completely. Yeah, hundred percent. Probably agree with Baker, Ruben Diaz, and um, and yeah, Phil Foden. Although I do think I was going to say, if Diaz hadn't have worked out, I do think Pep would have been in serious serious trouble with that sixty five million on a centre back. Like it was sort yeah. of like the last roll for him. It's it kind of rolled the dice for Pep, didn't it? If he the amount of money he spent on centre backs and defenders, if yeah. they couldn't sort it this time, and I think then coming along with John Stones, I think John Stones has been slightly mollycoddled by by Diaz a little bit, but I do think he's had a good season as well. But yeah, Diaz has changed the se- uh, changed the season really. I mean, do you what if what would you, who would you choose for a sort of like alternative player of the season? Because I know we'd all go for like players from City, wouldn't we? For yeah. who's like who would you who would you who who have you liked the most this season, just from a personal level? Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think I would say this at the start of this series, but uh, I probably Jack Grealish for for a lot of the season <laughs> has been has been the, the, the way. I've always I always said he was a good player, but he was a twat. And I think the pandemic <laughs> has made him, you know, he's, he hasn't been able to go out, you know, partying and he's, he's kept his head on fire. gone and done that stuff. Yeah, mate, he went and did it, yeah, before. But who's, are you seeing it recently? Like last... Wasn't he, that's why. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he caught out in like lockdown one, smashing his car? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was caught out in lockdown one. To be fair, I can't believe that, mate. The redemption art is complete. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, it's done. That's done. I'm happy with that. Let's 
Mate, I told, I told you, I'm not, I'm not a proud man. If I think uh, the season he's had for for Aston Villa, like he, he's, he, they, they potentially are going to finish what between eleventh and and ninth, really. Like yeah, yeah. A, a team that came up last season and struggled and just about kept up when they smashed Liverpool. What was it, seven two? Yeah, he was unplayable. He was, yeah. And when he was in that, I know obviously he's been injured the past month and a half, and I think he's probably going to struggle to get into the England squad now. I must admit, but nah, I think, mate, I think he actually will. Like they were, they were saying that he's potentially like he's not going to play any more of the season, and he's they don't even know if he's gonna if he's gonna be you know half fit or properly fit. You know, fair enough. I think I think um, I've really I've really enjoyed Rafinha this year. Oh, Rafini is a great shout, mate. That is a great shout. Rafinha. Also, on, on the Leeds front, I would say Bamford as well has been a real like. And I know like Billington came on and wasn't the biggest fan at the start, but I do think he's been. I think he's been lovely this season. I, well. I think he's proved a lot of people wrong. I think this this year. And on that on that note as well, just from just from the Leeds Leeds player that I quite enjoy is uh, Stuart Dallas. Because he runs around like he runs around like a little mouse. He's fucking everywhere. <laughs> he does. He is. He's hard work personified. He is, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned manager of the year earlier, and I like. I know. I'd never ever picture myself saying this again, but I'd give it Moise. Moise. I know. Sorry to say again, it's Moise. I think you've got to think about it as in like it's kind of expected of what Pep's done and, and this and that and yeah. You have to look at the managers that have kind of overachieved as well. So like Moisey fits that bracket massively. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the money that they've spent is, is madness. I mean, another, actually a good shout uh, for sort of alternative player of the year was um, Suscheck. Uh, at West Ham like the, the the he's just solidified then him and Declan Rice but also getting them them goals as well going forward he's been a brilliant sign and he has for them I must admit but yeah he's like he's like Moises found his second Fellaini you know what I mean <laughs> I know yeah um, yeah it has I think I still would say if Tuchel wins the FA Cup and Champions League for me that's to come in with them players is unbelievable to, to do that. But if he only won one or yeah, if he only won one, I'd give it Moisey. Yeah. I think yeah. considering, considering how, how sort of bonkers they've been and when they brought him in, however, how the reaction was pretty overwhelmingly negative. I think he's done, he's done, he's done miracle. He's done yeah. miracles there. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Jimbo's sniggering away in the background because he's obviously looking at, at the chat at the top four predictions which we all had. So go on, mate. Give us what we had. I was looking at my um, relegation prediction from the, one of the first episodes we did earlier on in the season. Um, my relegation prediction was Fulham. Shout. West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> and Villa. And Villa. <laughs> Um, so yeah, my top, my predicted top four, which isn't f- too far off to be honest. I think no one got it close. No one got it close at all. Um, <laughs> I went, I, we all got, we all guessed the winners. We all guessed City. Yeah. Um, so I went City, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, and then Europa. I went Spurs, Wolves. Wolves have really died off a bit, and then again, yeah, mentioned to Everton, which. Yeah, and top four is not too bad, to be fair, Jim. Like Liverpool, no one could have predicted what what's happened with Liverpool, could they? This season, it's also it's also still not impossible for that to be the case. No. Um, yeah. True. Dan Broom, you went City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, Spurs, Arsenal. 
<laughs> and then to get relegated, you went Brighton, Burnley, Villa, mate. So you didn't get a single one of them, right? Mate, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can't relegate Burnley. What are you about? Mate, that was a shocker, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think we had Dan. I think we had DB on that week. We oh, yeah, we did, yeah. He went City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Everton. And then to get relegated was Fulham, West Brom, West Ham. Oh, nice. That was the closest. Yeah, West Ham closest, rock bottom yeah. in, his, in his list. I'll just call him out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also quite telling that none of us thought Sheffield United would be as bad as they have been. Yeah, why would you, definitely. Why would you have? Why would you have? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's and I, I just, I just have belief in Scotty Parker. Too much belief in Scotty Parker, I think. <laughs> no, so, uh, no, no such thing as too much belief in Scotty Parker. <laughs> right, do the jingle. Baker's eyes on Europe. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about our top four, and our title race might be pretty much fucking dead in the water. But the title races in France and Spain are fucking so good. So Spain's. Spain this week the top four played each other and they all fucking drew so it's exactly the same as where it was beforehand <laughs> uh, um, Atletico is still top two points but they have got to play Real Sociedad and they're fifth and that might be quite a tough game but apart from that it's quite a smooth run Barcelona behind but Real Madrid behind them Sevilla still on out of it completely it's pretty tight and I reckon it might go down to the wire um, Paris Saint-Germain in France they drew this weekend and that's really fucked them and it's quite funny really also slight, slight aside here they released their um, Liga and released their player of the year candidates and Neymar's in there despite he's played fucking 16 games and he's been 16 games and he scored 4 goals or something and they put him up for player of the year ridiculous Lille are in the driving seat there now big time so I think there's two games left Lille are three points clear and I really 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 want PSG to not win a trophy this year that would be quite funny especially considering they got Poch and I thought that would actually sort them out and it hasn't Uh, in Germany it's pretty much Germany's relegation is quite fun there's a load of teams sort of hanging around that lasted relegation spot and the um, relegation playoff spot they're quite big teams as well Hertha Hertha Berlin are down there and they spent a ton of money Werder Bremen are down there and they won the league like 10 years ago and it's it's all a bit it's all a bit chaotic. And Robert Lewandowski has to score one more goal, I think, to match Gerd Müller's record of forty in one season. And I think he probably will do it because he's got a hatchet this weekend. They won the league without playing, and they smashed Gladbach six nil, just because they felt like it, I imagine. <laughs> and and yeah, I mean Dortmund. The big game in Germany was Dortmund beating Leipzig. And Dortmund are might just squeak back into the top four because Frankfurt are collapsing a bit because their manager decided to announce he was leaving with like five games to go when you're in the top four because that's a sensible thing to do. And yeah, Haaland might stay if they get in the top four, but I don't think he will. And that's that. Oh, actually, no, one more thing. One more thing. We touched on it earlier. Juventus lost to, lost to Milan and had genuinely have an uphill battle to get into the top four, which would be so funny. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, Atalantaris were second. That's an insane season from them. And Milan are back in there. Napoli are back in there. It's going to be so funny. If, oh. if Juventus don't make it, that'll be so good. Oh, man, I miss these close-ass title, title races. Yeah, man. When was the, when was the last what was the last like proper close one? Yeah, I really maybe really the one 
When was the one when City won on goal difference? When was that? Oh no no when when it was Liverpool versus City when it was they. Oh yeah, that was Liverpool versus City like two seasons ago or three seasons ago when it came to literally like there was two games left, weren't there? And City when City got hundred points. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like and Liverpool finished second with ninety six points or something stupid. Yeah, it's mad. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well that wraps yeah. it up, I guess. You've been listening to the OAN. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the OAN Pod. And if you've enjoyed the episode, drop us a few quid and check the link in the episode description. Just tell your mates about this pod because that's the only way we're actually going to get anywhere with this. So please, please do, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one.